0: But hello and welcome hey to Garbage Game Club. I'm Nick.
1: And I'm Joey.
0: And we're here to talk Eleven about Celeste in the intro, right? Fuck. We're here to talk about Celeste.
1: Celeste is the game of the day. I hope you've done your homework. If you have looked at the title of the episode, you know what we're talking about. Um, it is a game that uh, I feel like some people might not want to play because it might frustrate them. Celeste
0: is a very hard game.
1: So there might be a reason for people to not have played Celeste but still listen to us talk about it. Maybe they see a speed run of it. Maybe well, they've watched someone else play it.
0: Maybe they just need a little motivation from people who have beaten the
1: Yeah, game we can talk about it. Uh, Garbage Game Club is, is our show where we, like a book club, talk about a video game like a
0: book report. Yeah, we are going to talk about it analytically and just kind of digest the game after the fact and really just pick apart why we liked it, what we didn't like, things like that. Yeah. But the game we're talking about today is Celeste, which is a platforming video game by the Canadian video game developers Matt Thorson and Noel Berry, with art of the Brazilian studio Miniboss. Game was basically released, I believe, as a game jam game as well. Um, it was you, you see a prototype of the game in Celeste mm-hmm. as like this very cutesy, like low fidelity Celeste. Clone, and then they kind of extrapolated that into a full game with a full on story, and uh, it tells the story of Madeline who is on a quest to climb a mountain. And this is a, a reoccurring theme in our garbage game clubs. With a short hike, and now Celeste, the goal is to get to the top of Mount Celeste. Could have been back
1: to back. Fuck.
0: The goal is to get on top of Mount Celeste, but also deal with a lot of the personal hardships and the, uh, I guess, a uh, man versus himself drama that arises from being faced with a man versus nature type scenario.
1: I don't want to derail the podcast too much, um, but I'm holding my microphone upside down. And while you were talking, I was thinking about, dude, what if like, cause my microphone's upside down and my voice is backwards, which isn't, which isn't how microphones work. And That's I sorry, I wasn't paying attention to you, um, but that was my shower thought for the day. Everybody, there you go. Um, Celeste is a game, uh, if you pull it up, if you Google it, it's going to say 10 out of 10. 10 out of
0: 10. A lot of places.
1: 10 out of 10. 5 game, out of 5. Games of
0: the year. A- indie plus, game of the year. Game of the
1: year. And I feel like Garbage Game Club is interesting because sometimes we talk about games that no one knows about. A la a short hike. A la short hike. A la uh, investigator. investigator. And sometimes we talk about games that are mega super duper popular. Like, I don't know, Sekiro. Celeste. Celeste. Um, so this is this is one of those episodes. So there's there's definitely a lot of content that already exists on the internet where people talk about this game, yeah. and a lot of the people who like this game um, encourage me to play it. Originally, I didn't play Celeste. I was introduced to it by a friend who was playing it in the backseat of my car on a long car ride. All I heard was them getting upset or a lot of the death noises. I didn't know what Celeste was beforehand. It wasn't really on my radar. Really? Nick played all of Celeste, um, the A and the B sides when it came out. Yeah. You didn't do the C sides, did you?
0: No. I didn't have time. I was like, no. My hands hurt too much. I can't play this game anymore. I think some B sides are easier than some of the C sides.
1: Or excuse me. I think some of the C sides are easier than some of the B sides.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Well, it was more so just going back through some of the other levels to try and get the pieces. Where I'm like, no, I'm it's, done. It's so so. Celeste is a game.
1: so <laughs> uh, Celeste is a game. That's that's my analysis. Celeste yeah. is a video game. It, it, it's a game that I wasn't really something I wanted to play. I kind of wrote it off, but it Why, was always though? in the back of my head. Why did because you write the only it people off? People I know liked
0: it because it's popular.
1: Yes, there's a little bit of me being a hipster, but there's also a little bit of, like... I'm not... I didn't like Super Meat Boy that much. I like platform games. I don't like uh, abhorrently difficult ones. Uh-huh. Um, it was on the Switch, and I was just, like, playing other things at the time. I found a lot of reasons to not play Celeste, but I always think I knew that I was going to play Celeste, similar to how I always thought that I knew I was going to eventually play Hollow Knight,
0: Okay.
1: Um, mostly because of good word of mouth. And when I when I finally... Wanted to play Celeste for Garbage Game Club because Nick already played it. Um, I really sat down and committed to, like, I might have to grind through this. I might not like it. And I was very pleasantly surprised that, unlike Super Meat Boy, a game that I stopped after a couple hours because I just found it frustrating and not super fun, I enjoyed Celeste the whole way through. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which made me want to keep on playing it. It made me want to go back. I mean, we want to play Celeste at work. I mean, we want to play Celeste on lunch breaks. I mean, we wanted to play this game quicker and faster and go back to it all the time, which for me is a marker of when a game is good, when I I don't want to stop
0: playing it. It's all-consuming. It's the only thing you think about. Yeah, and and Celeste did that for me. So
1: in in that regard, I think that that I can see why a lot of people were very happy with Celeste, why
0: it won a lot of awards. But what separates Celeste from something like Super Meat Boy? I know the answer, but I want to unpack that a bit. Because I would say the two games are very similar, where they're difficult platformers, where if you die, you have the ability to instantly respawn and then try again. So what's the difference between Celeste and Super Meat Boy?
1: Are you going to say that Celeste has
0: a story? I mean, Meat Boy does as well. Yeah, but like,
1: oh no, my girlfriend was taken away.
0: Yeah, it's like the Mario justification, where it's like you don't really play Mario for the story, but you play for the the challenge of it, which which is surprising to me because you always strike me as someone who values challenge over story, to some extent.
1: See now, but I'm weird because I care about that for multiplayer games, but not about single player games. So you don't care about single player games. I play most triple a games on easy difficulty settings because really? i want to get through them interesting i didn't know that not because i want the inherent challenge of the because
0: game. you're a fake gamer is what you're saying i'm just kidding <laughs> wow that's a joke okay that's cool well. i did not know that though and that's a thing that i i've done pretty regularly as well when i'm just like i just want to see what this game's about like i'll just play through it on easy real quick and Sometimes it's all the better for it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm totally fine doing that. But Celeste doesn't have an easy mode; Celeste just has a, uh, a hurt yourself. Mode. It has an assist mode, though. Yeah, but that's lame. If you're doing that, you're lame.
0: No, that's not true at all. I was about to get into a whole thing about Sekiro and accessibility and how this game does it, does it in a way that doesn't feel like antithetical to what the game's presenting. I'm just proving that I'm a gamer, Nick. Because <laughs> you're just you're just a, a, a gamer with two G's.
1: The the thing is, is that like. If you use assist mode in games, you're bad. There you go. I said it. (laughs) And if you're bad, you shouldn't be able to play games. That's not true at all.
0: Change my mind. What happens if I only have one hand? Well, then (laughs) two feet. What happens if I only have one hand? I mean, I, I don't know. if the, People, uh, you everyone jobs
1: so you can buy other arms.
0: Everyone should have the ability to play any game, no matter what the difficulty. And the fact
1: uh, you're probably gonna talk about like colorblind mode now too, right? Well, like oh, give me a break. Well, I don't like like this character I'm playing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a real bold choice. No, but like this game was definitely brought up uh, when people were talking about Sekiro and just Souls games in general when it comes to accessibility is the fact that the game is premised on being difficult a big enough of like a turnoff for people who might not be willing to rise to that sort of commitment. Like, is that inherently bad for dark souls? And that's a giant discussion to be. It is
1: because the gameplay is enhanced by the difficulty because you're telling a story through mechanics like you are with Celeste because the whole story of Celeste is your fucking Madeline and you're climbing a mountain and it's tough. Climbing the mountain is tough. Madeline knows that, and you feel that because it is tough for you to have her climb the mountain. The same way Dark Souls difficulty affects that.
0: Sure, but at the same time, I think that there's still an argument to be made is acknowledging that something is difficult, but also willing to compromise in some arbitrary way, whether it be in Dark Souls the, the problem is that people are saying Sekido doesn't have an easy mode. It's just one difficulty, and that's something that's quick, quickly alleviated with a mod where that doubles uh, the, the, the main character's health. Like, isn't that Is there not something that you could still program in the game that's arbitrary, that gives you more opportunities to do something where you still feel the challenge of the Only game? Only the
1: hardest of core gamers can play.
0: But And that that's the thing with Celeste that I think it does so well is that it does a good job of not compromising but accommodating those people who don't want to hurt their hands playing a game. Or maybe people who are not like me where their hands don't just hurt – when they get to the end of Celeste, their hands hurt before they even pick up the controller. But they still want to play games because, you know what, games are for everyone. You
1: should think about your arthritis, dude.
0: I don't have arthritis. Your hands hurt. But, uh, my hands hurt didn't hurt playing Celeste. My hands hurt very much playing Celeste. But that's because I grip real tight when I play games. Uh, but no, uh, uh, Celeste offers an assist mode where you can't die, essentially. Which is kind of cool you won't die to spike so you can just kind of like walk on top of them and you still have to make challenging jumps and stuff like that but the biggest like deflector of progress is effectively removed from the game which is it's nice that it's there but it's also a thing that you don't have to turn on and you know what it's inclusion isn't going to make the game worse for you
1: did we go too far before this do we like Jump over the star line of explaining Celeste and get to in the weed.
0: No, we already we already said it. It's a we, platforming game where you have to climb a mountain. But along the way, Madeline, your main character, is overcoming a lot of her own mental health struggles. And a, a big part of the game is the constantly fighting against your other... What is it called? The other part?
1: Yeah, your other half.
0: Your Your other half, who is effectively all the things that everyone has inside of them that they don't like about themselves manifested their, their, demons, their anxiety their the, depression
1: their their fears
0: it manifests itself as this like ethereal being who is taunting you and actively like antagonizing you and forcing your forcing you to like frantically climb certain parts of the game when she gets introduced which i think is a beautiful way of manifesting a a game that's effectively about a character versus their own psychology, which I think is super cool.
1: This game, um, I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound derogatory, um, but I don't necessarily mean it like that. It just feels like a good way to describe it. I
0: know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? It's an SJW game.
1: No, that's not what I was (laughs) going to say. That's not what I was going to say. This is a game that people on Tumblr would like.
0: (laughs) In other words... <laughs> what? How fucking dare you? <laughs> um, That's not a bad thing. Being a social justice warrior is a
1: good thing. Dude, we just got so many people unsubscribed. subscribe. I know, man. Um,
0: uh, R.I.P. MAGA, 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 MAGA. No, don't say that joke. God. I, what, is it MAGA or MAGA?
1: What? I don't give a fuck. They're all idiots. <laughs> um,
0: but uh, it, it does it's, handle it's, issues of mental health in a way that just feels... Mature. It feels appropriate. It's just like no, that's the thing that people deal with, like depression, anxiety, very real things.
1: Yeah, it's it's true, and and I mean, we are definitely in a time where millennials are making more media that talks about these things that people never used to talk about or make media about, really. So because it's
0: untrodden ground. Why would you want to tell a story that someone has told before? Tell some new shit. This is great.
1: I I, I really appreciate Celeste in that regard, I, and you know. It's cool to see people tell a story about about mental strife,
0: and I, I don't think it hits you over the head with it. I think that it suits the story. Um, it is never like, I guess, like cannibalizing itself in a way that feels gross. It's just like, no, this is just the natural the natural course of events that happen.
1: Also, I guess if you're like really ignorant to what's going on, you can still read this like a story without any of the mental illness stuff. Yeah, but I think that you'll
0: still learn something from it, even if you don't go into the game expecting to walk away. Like, if you don't share any of those beliefs or understandings of the human condition, like, I think it's presented in a way that it is meant for people who might not be familiar with that territory to glean something from it.
1: You're climbing a mountain, it's hard, you overcome your struggles. Yeah. That's a very. That's like – you can't think of a more basic story than that. And it's
0: like – the, the, This follows the, the, the hero's journey. It's, it's a primal style story in the way that like you have – humans have to hunt in order to eat. They have to climb a mountain in order to, to achieve something. It just feels very like back to caveman days to some extent. So It's a struggle we can all identify with.
1: So the game progresses that struggle as you climb up the mountain. It gets harder and harder. Or eight different levels or something. I believe it's eight. I think There's eight different levels. Every one is its own little section, um, and the screen. The game is broken up into levels and screens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So each level, there's eight of them we just talked about. Uh, but every screen, one is like its own checkpoint. So uh, almost in like a Meat Boy esque sense, you're you're going through one individual. You going through one individual frame. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it's cool that the game doesn't make you go too far without losing progress, because the game really does rely on a decent amount of trial and error, a lot of learning mechanics, a lot of practicing.
0: You will die a lot.
1: You will die a lot. The game counts your deaths, which is like fun instead of discouraging, which is nice. It's, it's a game that um, knows it's difficult and embraces it. But it's also a game... That wants you to enjoy the difficulty and learn from it. Definitely as like a Dark Souls-esque, you have to learn what's
0: going on. You kind of have to bash your head against the wall until you break through. Sometimes.
1: Sometimes. You can play different ways. You can just run through and like beautiful mind your way through. You can stop and try and analyze a room and then go for it. You can just, you know, learn as you go. There's definitely a lot of ways to tackle these rooms. And as you progress through the game, you unlock more powers. In the sense that um, you can't bring them back to other levels, but you can, like, have a double jump. You can... The, the game consciously teaches you and adds new mechanics. Whether it's, you know... Like bubbles, a dash. Like, like a dash crystal that when you hit it in midair, it refreshes your dash. Like, bubbles that are falling propell- in different directions. Like having wind. Like throwing obstacles at you. Like having, you know, moving platforms. There's... Every level in almost a Mario sense has a new mechanic it introduces, and they build on top of each other. So as you climb the mountain, you're gaining new skills, which you're using to then progress. So there's not like a big tutorial at the beginning. The game tutorializes and introduces new mechanics as you go on in like a half-life sense, which is like, oh, really, you know. Normally, it's an it's element of game design that's, that's highly laureled.
0: Yeah, and it it never hits you over the head with this is how you do this. It's more so like we're going to introduce this mechanic slowly and over time we're going to evolve that and see every possible reality that this mechanic can exist in. And then all those other mechanics before, what happens when we combine them all? And then we really just – I think this game is a textbook example of good design in that it slowly introduces mechanics throughout the game and then by the end of the game when you're at the summit – it expects you to have mastered every single one of those skills and apply them all at once, which you I think, I, which I think is beautiful.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's definitely, you know, I, I think that part of the reason why this game gets high scores is that, like, you know, it resonates with people because of its story, uh, a story that a lot of people don't really touch on. We do more in games, more in other mediums, it seems. Yeah, um, it, it, has, it, it has a lot of cornerstones. Like, if I were to, to get a whiteboard. And start to write stuff on it on, like, how to make a, a 10 out of 10 game. Fuck, <coughs> I'm so sorry. <coughs> that's great. I hope you enjoy that in your morning drive. Um, you should cut that, Nick. Um, it's, it's, um, one of the things that you write on the whiteboard is, you know, um, mechanics is storytelling. Mm-hmm. Because that's, like, a universal of, like, you know, highly regarded games, and Celeste so has that in spades.
0: Oh, Absolutely. And and I think that it also touches on my favorite thing that I enjoy about difficult games, where it kind of presents you with a difficult challenge that you overcome, and then when you get to the next screen, you're just presented with another challenge that's like, well, how am I going to get through this one? Oh my gosh! And you kind of chuckle to yourself, and then you just start working, which is awesome, because the game never feels like... Oh God, I don't want to do this. You always are excited to try the next challenge, but they all just seem a little more intimidating than the last one.
1: And the game doesn't really overstay its welcome. I mean, it could be this game length I think depends wildly on your your innate platforming skill. Yeah. I think I finished the game quicker than Nick did, and I know other people who finished the game much longer than we did. Mm-hmm. Um so so there is there is like a wide sloth of playtime. But it's also like, how much do you want to dedicate to it? How much do you like? You know, just this the core platforming, and the core platforming is very solid. It feels um,
0: so good. It
1: feels unbelievably responsive. Uh, my biggest complaint wasn't with the game, but was with my Nintendo Switch because um, I know Nick, you play this game on uh, TV with a Pro controller. Yeah, I play this game handheld. For... I
0: couldn't imagine playing with the Joy-Con. There's a lot of
1: people. People have Joy-Con drift problems because it's Celeste. last.
0: <laughs> You break your Joy Cons.
1: Um, I mean, they they sort of get drifty. Um, It's the the Switch controllers are good for this game, but there is a level where it's not. I oftentimes felt myself thinking that I put in the right input and knowing what I wanted to do, but it wouldn't come across because either like I because you have to be so incredibly precise on the Joy Cons that like it sometimes. Your brain wants to do the right thing, your hands want to do the right thing, but you're just like not perfect and it doesn't count. A lot of times the difference between doing a dash up into the right versus doing a dash straight right or straight up is what's the difference between like clearing a level.
0: Yeah, it's millimeters on the Joy-Con and it's L- just like – Millimeters. Yeah,
1: Non-hyperbole millimeters. Yeah, for sure. So it's um, – while the mechanics are super solid and the controls feel super solid, the, the limitation almost feels like the controller itself – because of how precise it is to people playing Celeste, which is good and bad. I'm sure that there's some people who can get very frustrated by that. I got frustrated by it a couple times, but luckily the, the loop, it's not like you're going back minutes and minutes. You're just going back a little bit, so it doesn't feel too, too bad when you die when you think you shouldn't
0: have. Uh, I think the only problem I had with the game is the last mechanic that they introduce when you're at the very end of, like, I don't even know how to describe it other than like dashing towards a corner but hugging the corner and then like dashing once again and you kind of vault yourself up. It's like a super jump. off. Yeah, ultra jumping Like is, is it, built into the game. It feels like a glitch almost and it just felt like – it felt like they didn't do out of like it, – it's the big standout to me as the one mechanic in the game that feels like you never get enough of an opportunity to try it out. Before you're forced to kind of like really get thrown into the thick. Well, of the
1: opposite of that story is that that mechanic is in the game the entire time.
0: That's true. You can you can play around with it the entire time. You're just taught it at
1: the end, and once you learn that mechanic, the entire game is different because you can go back through the whole game using that mechanic that you probably didn't know existed, mm-hmm. and just completely not break but change the way you choose to play. You can get over longer gaps. You can just play the game faster. It makes speedruns of the game super interesting. Oh yeah. So if you have not wa- – if you haven't played Celeste, if you're listening to this and you don't really want to play Celeste, I would implore you to go watch like a game's done quick speedrun of Celeste because I think it's 90 minutes well spent. It's a really cool speedrun for speedrun's sake if that's something you're into.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's uh, – And it's like a work yeah. of art truly. Like just Once you get good at the game and you seamlessly execute on like getting from point A to point B – I, I often found myself recording that on the Switch and just watching it back and just like, this looks cool. Like, you just look like you're a skilled player because you managed to get through an entire level without dying. And make some really harrowing jumps, gaps, and, and dashes and whatnot. Like, it's just a game that makes you feel cool while you're playing it.
1: Yeah, Celeste makes rewards you. And then Celeste will continue to reward you for as long as you want to keep playing. Because there is like, you know, learning the ultra jump at the end and going back. But there's also... Every level has a hidden has two hidden items in it. Mm-hmm. The first one is a cassette tape, which unlocks what's called the B side, and the B side is just a harder version of that level, where you have to where there's normally no floor, you have to always maintain your jumping and your stamina, and it's really testing your performance on the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, like the B sides are hard.
0: That's the beast mode version of the game.
1: Make no doubt about it, the B sides are difficult. There's And then, when you can play all the V-sides, there's C-sides, which are the hardest (laughs) version of the game. Uh, C-sides are only a couple screens wide. Yeah. They're only, like, I think everyone is, like, four or five or six or something like that. So, um, like, you really get to test, like, the utmost. It is so precise. You're doing, like, sometimes near-pixel-perfect tricks. Yeah. so the game, like, you can keep on playing it. If you really want to play Celeste, if you want to do 100% on it, you can you can grow and get so good at this game because it allows you to play those extra levels. And there's no obligation to play them. I didn't play all of them. Uh, as much as I did like Celeste, I didn't find that it was worth my time to play some of the B-sides and definitely the C-sides because it's just, it's um it's hard. And yes, it is rewarding. In the sense that you know, climbing the mountain would be rewarding when you get to the top, <laughs> but it's not. I, I found it not rewarding as a, as a component of the time I would have spent to get there. I, if I played Celeste in high school, I would have one hundred percent of this game because but, you
0: would have had the time. to it. Because I would have the time to, to do it. Yeah.
1: But playing Celeste at twenty six with all the three jobs that I have, which seems like a weird humble brag, which is weird. Um, I'm sorry. Um, uh. Man, I totally derailed myself. That sounded shitty.
0: Uh, three jobs.
1: is uh, Fuck off. You have, like, three, two. Um, <laughs> is is uh, not something that I found that I had the time to do. Yeah. Which which is fine. And I didn't feel bad for wanting to walk away from it. You
0: got what you needed out of the game.
1: Yeah, which was, like, a fun, solid, succinct six-ish, seven-ish hour experience.
0: I, I think the thing that I found myself, like, compelled by to explore the B-sides and C-sides is the music in the game.
1: Dude, we're glossed over until now. The music is fucking great. The
0: music's fantastic. It's all composed by uh, a woman named Lena Rain, who's done music on Guild Wars 2. Um I can't remember the other game that she's done, uh, but her and the Materia Collective. And f- for the B-sides, they've actually tapped some of their composer friends that are in the industry as well, in the games industry music composing scene and they they tagged them into, like, guest-produced music. So one of the B-sides, I believe it's in the um, Mr. Oshiro Inn, the B-side for that one has... Chapter 4, which is the most frustrating chapter. Go on. It has music by 2 Mello, which is a who's a producer who constantly remixes a lot of, like, classic gangster rap with Final Fantasy and uh, Wu-Tang music, which is just... He's very good at his job.
1: Nick loves that shit.
0: He's very good. And hearing his tracks in in uh in Celeste was just one cool because I recognize his name but also just like yeah, this is what this is like the thing that you're meant to do, dude, like compose music for games. Like Lena and and her team with the Materia Collective just really knocked it out of the park. Like the music in the game is just something else and it's and it's won many awards. I believe it was actually in the top 100, like, what's that, the billboard or something? Like, I think it actually breached that at some point. Celeste soundtrack is available on
1: Spotify. You can just listen to it when you're working.
0: Yeah, you don't play Like, if you have no interest in the game, just listen to the music. You'll enjoy it. And uh, we have even more music coming out for Celeste, along with one final chapter called Farewell. That's, I think, nearing certification right now. And uh, the developers have tweeted out that it is 100 levels of Extra Celeste that is harder than anything in the base game. So we have 100 more levels on the way that are basically C-plus oh, sides.
1: No,
0: it says 100 levels. It said, they said Levels. I don't know if they meant screens but the tweet it's definitely said levels
1: because they would have called it chapters they're not making 100 chapters.
0: Okay, no, it is one chapter. So maybe it is 100 screens. But yeah. There there's a now, lot of I'm
1: I'm probably not going to play that.
0: Yeah, like I want to but it, my hands just start hurting thinking I'm about it. I'm excited to see it. A games done quick. And I'm excited to hear uh Lena's new tracks for the game because like yeah, I want to listen to more Celeste music. Please. Please. So Really, you have no excuse not to play this game. It's an indie darling. It is literally free right now on the Epic Games Store.
1: The music is fucking bomb and you can listen on Spotify.
0: So what are you waiting for? Play Celeste.
1: Yeah, I think it's something that um, it, I, I don't think when, when I'm if, – if you were to tell me, hey, Joey, can you like make like a top 20 all times games list? I don't think I'm going to put Celeste on there mm. I don't think Celeste is one of my favorite games I've ever played, but that being said, I would in the same breath, recommend it to almost everyone as an experience or as a game,
0: yeah, so, because it will be some people's top twenties,
1: yeah, absolutely sure. it could be yours you you might feel or it could be a very different experience. You might think it's too frustrating or you might not like the game that's that's also fine. It's a, it's a game that makes people feel good. I think there's a reason why it did so well last year. I'm happy that I finally ended up playing it. I think it has so many redeeming qualities between the story, between the music, between the mechanics. Um, between being one of the best games you can just play on Switch, Yeah. too. Like, I mean, if you've played, you know, all of the first-party Nintendo games and you're looking for something on a plane ride that you haven't played yet, if if you're like... Hey Joey, I've played Mario Odyssey and I've played Zelda, and I don't know what else I want to play on my trip. And I have a Switch. I'm gonna be like, you need to download Celeste and you need to download Hollow Knight.
0: Yeah, for because
1: sure. that those are those those those, those are, are the Switch games. That's the games. Those are games that are that, that should sell consoles almost, mm-hmm. or keep consoles in hands. I, I genuinely think that Celeste is that good there's a reason why it's so well reviewed it's not like we're shining light on some gem that people don't know about people know that this game is good i'm happy that i played this someone who waited over a year and a half to pick it up i'm glad that i finally did and i think if you're someone who's been on the fence about it hopefully we might have pushed you to try it if nothing else
0: and if you're like me and you played tower fall at one point in your life you're like man i wish this was in a different game celeste is that game because it's made by the same people
1: Man, those people I I, I want to do their bank accounts.
0: <laughs> what a weird thing to say, Joey. Well,
1: it's true. I mean those two guys made have made like just, just good games. Yeah.
0: They've made very good games.
1: And they're really cool too. Yeah. They do a lot of interviews. They support the speedrunning community. They're 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 cool
0: dudes. They they the entire team behind Celeste just loves video games so much, as any developer does who makes games. Like but like they definitely just I adore video games in a way that really like hits me in, in in the heart in some pretty meaningful ways
1: yeah and the way that Nick loves games and I pretend like I don't love games because <laughs> um, ultimately we do like different things yeah um, but yeah that's that's Celeste. I don't know if we've been too short or too long. It well, like, feels right.
0: There's. I don't want to spoil the ending because I think the ending is like beautiful and fantastic. So like, just get there. It's one of those things that we're be doing a... less and less spoilers on this podcast. I, I feel like the games don't necessitate it. I feel like we'll come across some. I think. Games it, I already. think.
1: I think it depends. I think there's some stuff where like it's good to talk about everything holistically with other stuff. Like, I don't think talking about how the game ends really would color our opinion of the game differently. Like we like the ending. Yeah. That's that that's our that's us talking about we like it. Yeah. It's good. I think
0: it's smart. Agreed. But Joey, what is the next game?
1: You always ask me this and I feel like this is actually something that you're making me play, something that you might have already finished, something that I have now installed and I'm honestly quite trepidatious about. Um I don't know if I'm going to like it. I'm kind of scared to play it. So
0: the the next game on the Garbage Game Club playlist, your homework for the next episode is remedy entertainment's latest game this is a brand new game control control is available on every console except switch and pc Uh, i played it on pc i played through the game in two sittings and i'm very curious and excited to talk about it but until then
1: yeah i play
0: control yeah if you like alan wake you'll like control if you didn't like alan wake you'll probably like Control.
1: Wow, that's, a, that's just spoilers. Do they even have to listen to this episode yet? Maybe they can listen to me complain about it or like it. I don't know. I'm like I said. I'm I don't know.
0: Maybe I'm just leading them on. Maybe I don't like the game.
1: That would be such a weird thing to do. Why? Everybody, thank you for hanging out with us. If you want to support us, uh, patreon.com. We do multiple podcasts. We do a podcast about movies. We do this podcast. We do a weekly show on Twitch called The Weekly Scoop. And Mixer and mixer it's it's all over the place right now at the time of recording uh, I am excited with the stuff we're we're currently putting out I think Nick and I have had like a really solid August. September's really exciting because we're moving to a new house slash studio uh, and all all the support genuinely helps us. I know that for those of you who do support us you've heard a lot and you're probably sick of it but like thank you um, you literally if,
0: keep the lights on
1: you literally keep the lights on if you can Up your Patreonage by a single dollar
0: because you like this episode, I'd be stoked. And if you want to like expose this like game club community with people that are like-minded or people that you think might be interested, share them on it. We would love to have more interaction on these garbage game clubs. We'd love to be able to field the series of questions for every game. So if you listen to this and you want to talk about Control, uh, in this Patreon post right here, just leave comments, questions, talking about either Control or Celeste.
1: Yeah, I think that eh, this game, this podcast could have the potential to – it's weird because I feel like you know podcasts are only ever successful when the people who make the podcast are successful. Like they bring their existing audience to it and then it grows because those people promote it. And to a sense, we have that. We do have a really strong, awesome community with Cyber Garbage, with yeah. the Weekly Scoop. But I think that there's a world where this podcast lives outside of that. And there's other people who like games who would enjoy us and this show. So I'm really excited to try and figure out how to try and tap into more of that market from like a business perspective. But also like a – I think that we're starting to make good stuff. Yeah.
0: Th- there's That's a, conceited. There's a similar game club podcast that I listen to that I think that they have such a massive audience. So like clearly we – both talk about games in a similar fashion. So like. But are they much better than us? I mean, they've had more experience. They've done it for like eight years. So they're like better than us, but like
1: if they're A players, we might like be scraping a B minus right Yeah,
0: no, for sure. Like we would be able to hold our own if we were a guest on that podcast. Like we'd be like, Oh wow, that was an insightful guest. I'm glad that they were on. So like, let's get that community or let's get people like that community to join ours and have an even bigger family. It'd be so much fun. Then we could talk about games, geek out about a bunch of shit. be great.
1: Yeah, so uh, share this with your friends who you think might like it. You know, people are always ask for podcast recommendations right <laughs> yeah this is an easy to
0: listen to one i'm sure you have a lot of friends who like if we're games doing too. so
1: much like positive pressure stuff we're good we're easy to listen to yeah man if we're the fucking best you should pay us more yeah man who do you think
0: you are listening to this for so free they can pay us more. why are you listening more to this like, for free give us another so dollar <laughs> leave us a review five stars on itunes i mean apple follow Podcasts. on on your podcast listeners follow us please Everybody, thank you so much. Thank you very much. We will see you next
2: Play time. Control. For Control. <mimics> valta meren varjois valta etsitietä valon luokse armaan ainian yksin saa Las pelis satanás Hän ikuisuuden ikuisuuteen, laukaus kajahtaa. Ei onnellista loppua, hän kohtaa milloinkaan. Niin monta kertaa kerrottu, tää tarina jo on. Sankarilla tuhat kasvo. Polku yksin sankar yöön syvemmälle matkaa pois, se taka hänen. That's